Hello everyone, welcome to episode 39 of The Ordinary Photographer. Just a big thank you to Mike Gutterman and the Negative Positives podcast. I was looking at my... I never really look at the numbers on the um, podcast sort of analytics, but um, just I'm guessing it was by the shout-out, but I, he doubled my listeners um, for, for one episode because I think he had... Well, I sent him a zine a while ago now, and um, he was chatting about it on the last solo show that he had. And I, I can't remember how many times... I think he mentioned the words ordinary photographer so many times. <laughs> he must have got fed up saying it. Um, and then Richard Hall came on and did a call-in. Not camera review, but a call-in. And he also mentioned it, so I felt like it was a, a bit too much publicity there. But it doubled the number of listeners, which I'm really grateful for. Thank you. And I hope you weren't too disappointed if you did come from... Uh, neg pause and uh, just found it a load of old rubbish. So this week I wanted to talk a little bit about what well, I had a clickbaity title. I wonder if I'll still use it. Uh, watching TV can improve your photography, um, and I've really got to work on my arms. Actually, I found you know when YouTube recommends you something, I found a YouTube link to an article uh there's a how do you know i don't know what he is i'm going to get this wrong now steven soderberg i think he's a director oh i'm gonna to have to check director he is a director yes um oh director screenwriter cinematographer and editor so he, he does all sorts of stuff but he's made a few strange films i guess unusual films recently well not recently in the course of his career, I mean, I'm just, oh, am I going to have to start again? He's a director, yes, and an editor and a cinematographer. And he made a video uh, quite a while ago, back in 2022. It's not a video, it's a film, actually. Um, and it's the entirety of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And what he did with it was he turned it black and white to remove all the colour. He took the soundtrack off it. And he just played electronic music in the background. Some of which was done by Trent Reznor. Which, if you're a Nine Inch Nails fan, will be great. If you're not a Nine Inch Nails fan, you might just want to watch it with the sound completely off. But why he did it as a study in staging and blocking which is a cinematic term. Now, my understanding, having read the little article that goes with it, is that staging is very similar in, in movie talk to composition in stills talk. And when I watched this film, 
I mean, I've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark loads of times, but watching it with no soundtrack and watching it with all the colour taken out of it, you are forced, well, not forced, but you concentrate more on the composition of each frame and you can begin to see what an absolute genius Spielberg was when he made Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I mean... He had a chap called Douglas Slocum working with him on it who was the cinematographer. And when you look at how it's been lit, which you can see when it's in black and white, you can see how it's been lit as well as how it's been composed and framed and shot. It, it looks amazing. And it's quite, it's, quite, it's quite surprising how long you can sit and watch a film with no soundtrack and just marvel at the composition. And I think that was something that really caught my attention I've always been interested in the work of cinematographers and how they frame their shots simply because um, cinematographers and directors that they get to stage every single or most of the aspects of I mean they've got location scouts going around finding locations for movies so that they look good in the frame but it's all I always find it really interesting that they get to create the compositions whereas photographers we tend to work with compositions that we've got. And I mean, I know there's some aspects of photography like still life and things like that where you could, where you can control your compositions. And if you look at the work of Gregory Crudson, he is, his, his work is very cinematic and he has movie-level budgets for, for his photo, for photography work. And I just found it quite interesting the, the way you can set mood and atmosphere and how you can do storytelling with composition um i found it really fascinating and watching this whole film i'll put a link in the show notes to the the blog post but he's he's written this blog post which talks a little bit about um how important staging is which you know is quite i would have thought it was a given that it's important but I found what else was I watching? Um, I think it struck me the most when I was watching a TV show called The Detectorists, which was a TV show from 2014 to 2022. It's a BBC. Oh God, I don't know if it was BBC. Was it ITV? No, MDB is not telling me immediately who it came from, so I'm not going to spend time figuring it out. But it's won BAFTA awards, uh, not for any of the cinematography, because I thought some of the camera shots in that were fantastic the way they frame people it was just really really good and I think you know something as simple as watching telly can be an education in composition especially if you're watching stuff that's well done and you know Raiders of the Lost Ark was obviously a well done film it did very well at the box office and it's a film that most people have heard of and the cinematography in it was fantastic and it was it's quite interesting you know I've, I've heard people say that um still photographers going into movies often bring that sense of composition with them but usually need to work a lot harder on the storytelling side of things which I found quite interesting because I do find storytelling quite difficult in terms of what I'm trying to say. And I'm not talking about individual images because I think 
you know, that single image that goes up on Instagram doesn't really have a lot of story behind it. But if you're doing a project or if you are doing a zine or if you're trying to tell a story with a, with a body of work, I think, I think the actual stepping, stepping up from just taking photos of some things to, to try to tell a story and, and taking photos about things, that's quite a step up in creative thinking. And it's it's quite hard to do, and I, I know I mentioned this on my Z, uh, on the Zine episode where, where I talked about um, some of the feedback I got on my Zine. That's another it's another skill to learn that requires more knowledge than just appreciation speed and ISO and how to load a film and develop a film. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, what pressing the shutter button is is pretty easy, and you've got that rectangle or square viewfinder. To, to bring things together and try and make something. And when, if, especially if you're doing things for a project, it's not just about going and taking a pretty picture. It's, it's about taking photos of things that you wouldn't necessarily ordinarily take pictures of, but they fit well within your story. And so then all of a sudden you, you're found trying to take a picture of something that's quite ordinary and trying to make it part of that story. And that can be really difficult. And, um, it's something I think that I know. I know we had a chat with Richard a while ago, but I did an interview with him. But I think he does it quite well. And I think you can tell when people are intuitively good at it. And that's that's the other thing that I found about this watching Raiders of the Lost Ark was you know, all these elements of composition that we learn, the rules that we learn, the rule of thirds, the, the, the off-center subjects, the shooting from above, shooting from below, all of that sort of thing, it seems so intuitive within this, within this particular movie. And it made me wonder whether somebody like Spielberg is just naturally gifted to be able to look at a scene and, and immediately just take it so that it looks good. And he doesn't go through a mathematical process and a list of rules to figure out how that happens. He just does it. And again, whether that's just from a lifetime of experience doing it, you know, you start out learning it a traditional way and then over after 10 years and 15 years, you've really forgotten the rules. It's just automatic and intrinsic, a bit like driving a car. And you just get... <laughs> I was going to say you get better and better at it, but most people get worse the older they get. But... You know, I guess it's just, I found it really interesting that it just seems so effortless. The composition just seems so effortless. And it's like when I look at the work of Elliot Erwitt and um, Vivian Mayer, their work feels effortless as well. And I'm sure, I'm sure I don't know that they didn't have formal photographic training, but I think they just kind of looked at a scene and thought, that looks good. And they took it. And then afterwards, when it got deconstructed by all the people coming along, they'd say, oh, look, look how they've done that. And, and they, they put this here and they put that there. And that's how it worked. And so we then try, we deconstruct their instinct to, to kind of try and build our own instinct. And I, I found that really, really interesting. So I would definitely recommend, if you get the chance, to uh, have a look at the link in the show notes. And if you're at all interested in cinematography and the synergy between cinematography and stills photography um particularly if you're interested in staging this 
the way that Soderbergh has done this movie in black and white, it's, it's, you know exactly what's going on in that movie and exactly what's happening, even though there's no sound. And you can, and, and even though the color has been removed from it, the lighting, the way scenes are lit, the shadows that fall on people's faces, you can, it's so much easier to see when it's in black and white and to notice. And when you think about the distraction of, of adding the dialogue and the music score that they, they add over the top of it and putting the colour back in, this this movie, it, it comes across as, as quite a masterpiece. And, um, and yeah, going, going on... So there's this, the, the compositional side of it, but there's also the storytelling side of it. And I think I ended up going down another... YouTube rabbit hole after this to look at Christopher Nolan's work, who is a, um, another movie director that I, I really um, am in a bit of awe of. Because <laughs> the first film I saw of his was a film called Memento, which was the most incredible piece of storytelling. Telling it from the... It was about a guy that... that um, I won't spoil it really, but he got in an accident and he ended up not being able to create any new memories... And every period of time, his he, his mind would just wipe, and he'd he'd lose all the memories from from past the attack, and so he, he tattooed his body with reminders and things like that, and took lots of Polaroids, which I found was really cool of, of things, and wrote wrote words on the back. And but the film is it's not really told backwards; it's told in a loop. So it starts it starts at the end and, and works its way to the middle. And then goes back to the beginning again. It's 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 just a really really clever way of storytelling. I mean, I can't even do basics. Well, I, 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 the thing is, I can do basic storytelling, but it looks like what it is, which is basic. And I guess I'd really like to be able to do something a little bit more intelligent or intuitive. And I don't think I have that talent. And that's quite, you know, when I was thinking about how Spielberg learned it and how much of it was intuition and, and looking at some of those older photographers from the 60s and 70s. I'm really bad at remembering people's names. I know Philippe Halsman is, is one. Brandt, Bill Brandt, another one. Their ability to kind of create compositions and work with subjects was just I just found it I found it amazing and looking at a lot of the modern photography today it feels very formulaic as though it's literally just following those rules and it's quite unusual to see something different but um, and I think Christopher Nolan's uh, Memento movie. Don't say, I'm glad I've not had anything to drink. Memento movie. That was an example of telling a story in a completely different way and a way that I could get and I could watch it and go, oh, that's clever, as, as opposed to it being way, way over my level of understanding. You know, it was dumbed down sufficiently that a normal oik could get it as opposed to it being so highbrow that I'm left scratching my head. 
so I'd like to be able to do that, but I don't think I can. And, and uh, it's just analogies to music in here as well for me. Anyway, I, I, I play, gosh, I've got, I've got grade one piano. Um, I, I played bass in a band for quite a while, and then I picked up the guitar after that. So there's three instruments there that I can, I can get a tune out of them. And I can, and I can follow instructions and, and you know, play chords and, and practice until it sounds as though I'm fairly competent at it, but I'm not really. Whereas I look at my brother, who was completely gifted. He could just pick things up and, and make them sound good. Anything. I, th I think I've said this before, but university, somebody, I think, chucked a violin at him and said, go on, get a tune out of that, when he'd never played it before. And he picked it up and got a tune out of it. I think some people are gifted to the point where where training and experience just elevates it. Whereas for us, ordinary photographers, we have to work at it. But we don't have to stop working at it. I guess that's where I'm coming from. I want to continue to look at my storytelling capabilities and try and improve them. And the only way I'm going to do that is by doing more projects. And serious projects as opposed to <laughs> toilet projects. Although maybe maybe that's a good one. Maybe that's a good one. I don't know. So I'm going to keep it short this week but because I really was quite heavily impacted by watching that um, Raiders of the Lost Art movie. I just thought it was really very interesting to see how a director does composition and how they create their their scenes, their stages, just for the tiniest little things. There's a scene where I can't remember what Indy's mate's name is, but he's walking through the school at the very, very beginning of the movie and Indy's teaching in the class, and he stops just for a second outside the door, and you can see through, and, and in, Indiana Jones is framed perfectly within one square pane of the windows with the rest of the class outside of it, and it's like... That's a genius shot. And, you know, as a stills photographer, people would look at that and go, oh, that's pretty cool. But as a, a cinematographer or a director, that's gone in two seconds. This, the action's moved on. So the attention to detail that's paid to every single step was just phenomenal. And if you don't want to do that, have a look for the de detectorists. It's quite a, it's a funny, gentle... British, very British comedy um, that's well worth having a look at. But the cinematography in that, I thought, it blew me away because it just stood out from all the stuff I'd been watching that that just seemed very generic and not lazy, but it was good enough to get the point across. It just felt like somebody had just upped the ante a little bit when it came to um, the direction. I don't know whether it's directing or cinematography. I don't know how where it comes from within the movie. I'm guessing it's the director working with the cinematographer to get the shots. But that's that's really well worth the watch. Um, and Roger Deakins as well, who's another very, very, very famous cinematographer. He did a book called Byways, um, which is a photography book. Because a bit like Jeff Bridges, Roger Deakins is also a photographer as well as a cinematographer. And I found his work to be quite fascinating and interesting and it's it's mostly just social documentary work although there are there are landscapes in there but his again 
I guess being a cinematographer for some of the biggest movies ever made, his work, the composition in it is exceptionally good and very, very clever. So Roger Deakins, the book's called Byways. It's a big hardback, it's quite big. I'm guessing it's probably quite expensive. But the first um, first sentence of the book says, I am not a stills photographer and I won't pretend to be one at this stage in my career. Um, born in Devon. Fantastic cinematographer. And the front cover image is just brilliant. So, yes, Roger D. I think there's a lot of synergy between stills photography and video photography and, and video composition and a lot to be learned from the great cinematographers and directors of our time and I think watching that Steven, Steven Soderbergh version of Raiders of the Lost Ark is a really good start to understanding that so I said I'd finish 18 minutes 93 minutes of, of junk on top but um, yeah I'll leave it there thank you again to the Negative Positives podcast and if if you're interested in listening to a podcast that's light-hearted, fun, and um, quite unique, I think. It's not... It doesn't... Oh, no. I, I, it's really good. Well worth a listen. Even if even if you're not massively into film photography, give it a listen, because he's got, he has some great characters on there, and it's a genuine podcast by some genuine people not trying to sell you anything all the time which I really very much appreciate so thank you Mike and the crew at Negative Positives and I will see you again soon hopefully <laughs>